0: Time. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, how are you? I'm super good, except that I like got a full blown acute laryngitis earlier this week. So, as you can tell from my voice, um, <clears throat> it's not like working totally.
1: But it's better than it was the other day where you had no voice. So, that's a big win.
0: Yeah, it, it is better. And Ruby is in my room right now. So, if I have any trouble speaking, maybe she'll speak for me.
1: Oh. Well, it's I don't want to wish that you have trouble speaking, but I also want to hear what it l- sounds like when she participates.
0: Yeah. I have not briefed her on my talking point, so who knows what she'll talk about. But. Well,
1: if Ruby, it's Ruby's hot top if she's the one doing that section. Yeah. At that point, you lose, you have to surrender probably, control.
0: Yeah. It's just going to be about like exploding cockroaches and hunting geckos. Probably
1: just the virtues of napping, if I was going <laughs> to take a guess.
0: Yeah. The perfect temperature for a nap. Yes, Ruby's hot top, yeah. which I swear to God is ninety-five degrees, because she likes to sit up in the loft oh, when it's so so she hot. Loves it. Yeah. Oh, she also loves rubbing her face on my computer, which is, I think, what she's going to do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, if you're just joining us, um, the one with the raspy nine hundred operator voice <laughs> is me, Rachel, and
1: sounding like I normally do is me, Rebecca.
0: and this is schmodcast the podcast so hi um our last two episodes were long distance while i was traveling and i'm home now yeah it's our first reunion episode yeah
1: welcome back or um wellina how i learned how to say that for you to welcome you back
0: wow good Mm -hmm. good good i mean my coffee (laughs) very good mahalo nailed it This is, um, this is episode 11, which I just realized is like super fortuitous. Cause I was telling you about how like the number 11 has been coming up Mm -hmm. a lot lately. And there's a lot of people who believe number 11 is like really fortuitous and magical and like good things happen. If you keep seeing the number 11 and it's, um, November, which is the 11th month. And we recently had yesterday was eleven eleven, So there's like a lot of 11s happening and it's our 11th episode. Um, of the Schmodcast,
1: Yeah. How fortuitous. That yeah. must mean this is going to be an extra good episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just extra good. And I titled this one, I'm cruise directing it again. And I titled this one splat. Um, I mean, spat, not spat. S P A T. Gotcha. <laughs> it comes from, um, do you ever see the movie about a boy based on the book mm-hmm. about a boy? Yes. Yeah. With,
1: uh, Hugh Grant, right?
0: Yes, exactly. And, um, there's this, like, single Mm parent alone together is the name of this, like, parent support group. And every time I think about, like, We talk sometimes about being alone and being together and how it's like, it's great to be, we both love being alone, but we also love being together. And sometimes it's nice to be alone together. Yeah. I always think about that movie and this like support group meets and they hold hands and they go, single parents parents alone alone together. together. (laughs) Yeah. Single parents alone together. Stat is the name of their group. So. I titled um this episode SPAT just to acknowledge that we are once again alone together. I love <laughs> that. am very
1: excited yeah. about that.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So for our intro today, um, I want to know, Rebecca, mm-hmm. what is the number one thing you're looking forward to now that we are back to being alone together?
1: Oh, man. This was... I got this in advance, right? Just in case anybody's wondering if these are like totally extemporaneous, like... We do get a little bit of advance warning what the questions are going to be. And I still don't know the answer to it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm tickled that you're back. It feels like it always does where we have a thousand things we have to say to each other and update each other on. And I'm really glad that we're getting back to our, you know, whatever normal routine looks like or means. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the number one thing I'm looking forward to is that because it's fall right now, almost winter, um, that we get to skip cold, that we're going to be mm. enjoying the Hawaiian version of winter and that there's not like a ton, a ton of travel on the horizon. So mm. I'm, I think I'm just looking forward to like some coziness, like the cozy feeling that we normally get with winter, except without the cold.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I am already like, um, dreaming up some like warm beverages to have, et cetera, yeah. which will be nice, even though it's still probably going to be 85 degrees.
1: Yeah. Except there's, um, the like trade winds are picking up because it's winter. And so we'll get, we'll actually get breezes, which will be really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm also, I mean, besides like the things I'm looking forward to about being back with you, including all of our like full day long conversations about a million different things Mm -hmm. is that whale season is (gasps) coming too. Yeah. The The humpbacks will be here soon. Yeah.
1: In fact, um, the, the, like, early bird version of humpbacks are supposed to come this month, whereas, like, most of them come December, January. Yeah. <gasps> we might get some humpback whale sightings.
0: Yeah. We're going to just, like, have to walk the coastline and look for their spouts. Yep. And, and they're, they're little... Get really excited. They're little
1: flippers. They like to f- slap the water with their little arms. Yeah.
0: I want to see some tail uh, slapping. What a tough job, but
1: someone's got to walk the coastline and look at humpback whales. Somebody
0: has to go look for the whales. You have to.
1: And report back on... Yeah. Schmodcast, give them the updates on yeah. whale sightings.
0: Well, um, moving into our connects and corrects, um, I have three of them. Do you have any to add so that we should like go alternate? I
1: only have one, so I'll just take it from here. It's a correct. And um, oh no. no, was it something I said? No, it's it's just a little. You know about the evil eye? No, no corrects. No, everything we okay. we always say is totally factual. The only thing we ever need to correct <laughs> is. Uh, when we can't remember the name of something and we don't bother to look it oh, up, yeah. uh, I did yeah. look up how to say ugly in Hawaiian. We learned this on a lesson oh, a yeah. long time ago with Akela, that um, like NPR or public TV show that we were watching to learn Hawaiian. Yeah. The word is pupuka.
0: Yeah, pupuka. pupuka. Oh, this baby is pupuka. Yeah, and um, that's really nice. D- as you
1: can imagine, it means actual ugly, and the way we say it is how we indicate that we actually mean it as a term of endearment and not
0: yeah, not
1: a like your baby's ugly. We mean it like, yeah. oh, your baby's ugly. So you have to say pupuka like that. Well,
0: and maybe even in line a little bit with like, this baby's so cute, I could just eat him up. Like, I just want to cut him into pieces and eat him.
1: Well, if you said pupuka with that tone, then people would think you meant actual angry, ugly. Oh. Yeah, you have to, I think you have okay. to sing song it so people know you actually think their baby is pretty even though you're do saying you think, ugly.
0: Well, like, do you think with the way I just said that, anybody thinks I actually want to eat the baby? I thought it for a second, so. Oh. Yeah. I should be really careful how many babies I talk about. Eating. Yeah, just be really
1: careful. <laughs> yeah,
0: especially since that, you know television series Dahmer is really trending right now. I should not talk about cannibalism. I mean, he didn't like probably. eating
1: babies, so.
0: Well, no, but just like cannibalism in general. But you're is right. that like a you're right. I'm safe. Is that
1: a trending topic, cannibalism? I don't know. I mean. It's on my mind. <laughs> Seems like it because you brought it up. Yeah. Totally unprompted.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's a great lead into one of my connects, um, which is that when I was in D.C. last week, I met up with um, some coworkers from partner organizations, and I told some of them about Schmodcast, which I like wasn't really intending to do, but I did. Uh-huh. Is that a mistake, do you think? That now, now my coworkers might be listening to what we say.
1: I guess it depends on how cool they are. Because if they're cool, it's not yeah. a mistake. But if they're not cool, they're cool, it's a mistake.
0: Well, I know for sure that one of them, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hi. Has been binging our, our episodes. So she must be super cool. And <laughs> um, she had a comment that she had no idea that, quote, Chickens are riddled with butt sicknesses. So I just want to acknowledge that like we are really educating the world about chicken butt illnesses. So thanks for chiming in about that. That's so funny
1: because the couple of coworkers who um, know about our that I've told about our podcast, one of them actually in our one on ones frequently asks me how the chicken butts are doing specifically Mm -hmm. the butts like not not for the chickens, how the chicken butts.
0: Like, do they say it like this? Hey, Rebecca, what's up with chicken butts?
1: No, but I really wish they would because do you remember what's up okay. chicken butt? I do remember
0: what's up chicken butt. Do you think that's where it came up, from chicken butt? is <laughs> how dynamic butt health is for poultry? It's really important. Mm-hmm. It's really important, and we still have no idea how to even evaluate the chicken butt health, but we know it's important.
1: Yeah, we're getting better at recognizing the shifts in, in chicken butt health, but not necessarily a great read like what it on, means. like, yeah how, yeah, how dangerous is it to yeah. the chicken's health? Is it contagious? Ugh. We don't know.
0: Well, that's also a great lead into my second <laughs> connect. Okay. It's also about re- – About reading animals because, um, Nat, our very first and only ever guest speaker so far and probably our top fan. Um, hey, Nat. Hi. Um, she shared with me an Instagram post about how turtle shells have been used by indigenous communities in North America, um, as a calendar Ah. because, um, these like turtle shells, and I'm not sure if it's only a specific type of turtle or all turtles, Uh tend to have like 13 sections in the middle, which represent the (sighs) thirteen moons that we have each year, 13 full moons. Oh my gosh. And then there's 28 days between the full moons and turtle shells have then like 28 sections around those 13 sections. (sighs) So it can be used to like count the days, but that only gives you 364 days total. So they also had like one extra day that was not counted on the turtle shells. And that non turtle shell day was a day to forgive debts, stop wars, basically like the the day of nothing. <gasps> how cool. Yeah.
1: Now I wanna know so I, I wanna know I'm gonna do a deep dive on how like
0: exactly on
1: like the whole new like Hawaiian green seed turtles <laughs> and see if they have a similar yeah. setup.
0: Interesting. So, Nat, Nat suggested this as a hot top, and I didn't do any additional research to make it my hot top, but I did want to include it as a correct, because I thought, or a, a connect, I mean. Yeah, that's, that was a great idea, Nat.
1: Fascinating. Mm-hmm. And a little related to the chicken story, you're right. It's like, what came first? Yeah. yeah. How many days there are in a year exactly. or the turtle shell? We don't know.
0: It's <laughs> just one of those <laughs> mathematical, like, something that makes you believe in God, you know,
1: proves it, proves that God exists. Yeah. I
0: have to be true. How cool. Well, my last little connects and corrects is just to acknowledge that, um, after I mentioned a few episodes back that I was like struggling with some acute depression, I did hear from several friends and family members just kind of checking in with me and I felt really seen and I thought that was really lovely. So thanks to everybody who reached out. Um, it was really validating and um comforting and if anybody who's listening to this ever struggles with little bouts of depression or big bouts of depression i just encourage you to tell people Mm -hmm. because um that worked really great for me and i hope that i mean it doesn't like fix it but it was it was helpful yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i'm so glad to hear that yeah you do i know some of it is just even the highs of your travels but you do seem like you're doing better like your outlook is a little more buoyant
0: yeah, I think the period I would consider actual depression I think was 3 days. Like that's yeah. it. There were 3 days that just like everything was sort of like numbed and it didn't feel nothing just e- everything was fine and I hated everything. Right.
1: Right. Um yeah, everything was just beige.
0: Yeah, different different than when I feel like down or I'm sad about something or I'm stressed about something. Mm-hmm. Um there were just a few days of just like, I don't know, depression. I think that's what it's called. Yeah.
1: I think that's the word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, those are our connects and corrects and it's time to move straight into the hot tops. Um, do you have a preference who goes first?
1: You know what? I'm going to go first because what if you have the same one as me and that would be so embarrassing. Oh my so God. So I'm going to go first. It's
0: also good. Yeah. Give my laryngitis a little break. Great idea. All right.
1: So as folks may recall, and you probably recall, but I'm going to remind you anyway, you were just recently in the country of Turkey. Correct. And it's November in America, which is often (gasps) we talk about turkeys, the bird. And I was like, are these related? (laughs) Like, let me let me do a deep dive. So I'm here to tell you today. (laughs) are turkeys the fowl related to the country of turkey the answer is yes and no
0: what i know it's
1: both it's like
0: the yes is really surprising it's shringer's
1: cat it's a yes and it's a no all right so
0: oh my god
1: okay Okay. so the name turkey actually originates back like what we call this bird goes all the way back to the 1540s when that term, turkey, was originally used to describe a bird that was being imported from Madagascar by way of turkey because of the way world trade was moving around up to Europe. Aww. And they – so what? because it comes from turkey, they were calling this – it's a guinea fowl, by the way. It's not a turkey. The
0: It's not even a real turkey. People in England
1: started calling this guinea fowl that comes from Madagascar a turkey
0: Wait a minute, why does guinea fowl come from Madagascar and not guinea? I didn't go further,
1: so just just like you got to just – at some point, you got to <laughs> call it a day on how far you research. Okay. So this okay, okay. this guinea fowl coming from Madagascar, quick pit stop in Turkey, <laughs> makes its way to England onto the dinner tables. They started calling it turkey fowl or turkey cock because it – to the people in England or Europe, it was like from Turkey, even though we know it was actually from, from Africa. Oh
0: my god. Okay.
1: Okay. So obviously they like so then British settlers I don't know if you know this but they're the ones that actually ended up coming to North America colonized style and like would eventually become these United States of America. So when those people came Mm -hmm. and they have the background of calling some kind of strange bird a turkey fowl in their homeland they saw these big turkeys that look nothing like guinea fowl but for some reason these Brits. Nothing like it. They were like Turkey, that's a turkey, because it was not—it wow. was not a duck, it was not a goose, it was not a chicken. It needed its own word because turkeys, the fowls that we know, these like large woodland fowls, are native to North America.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why I was so surprised yep. that there's a yes included. Exactly.
1: Well, guess what? Extra funny. So uh-huh. I remember now we have this bird that is indigenous to North America being called turkey. Because whatever, they just decided that meant, like, different bird from somewhere else. I think their turkey foul word. Well, now, think about how when Christopher Columbus, like, showed up and, like, misattributed, like, where America was. And they started calling it the Indies. Remember that? And, like, that's where Indian comes yeah, from.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I remember Do you remember learning personally. that? Unless
1: you, like, literally were there and then you remember. Oh. Okay. No, I wasn't Well. There. While we obviously are inaccurately calling turkeys, like, from Turkey, even though they're not, a bunch of European countries did something similar, and in their native tongue, the word for a turkey is actually related to India. So, they call, like, in France, the term for a turkey is a chicken from India, which is, like, mm. I don't know how to say it. It looks like de d'Inde, like – Mm-hmm. That's how you say Turkey in French. And then in Russia, same thing. Indushka means bird of India. No, it's not. It's from, it's from North America. <sighs> Indushka. That's cute. But it's just because Christopher Columbus was like, it's the Indies. Everything's Indian. Oh my and God. then finally, the country of Turkey itself. What do you think they call a Turkey?
0: Oh, my God. Do they call it a Madagascar? No,
1: they call it a Hindi, which is the Turkish word for India. They also
0: call it India.
1: Hilarious.
0: That is so hilarious. This poor bird
1: can't catch a break. And then final, final, got me thinking, you know how sometimes you call a person a turkey when you mean they're like silly or foolish? Yeah, he's being
0: a real Real turkey. Real turkey. Yeah.
1: I was like, where does that come from? I really hope it's not from the country of Turkey. No. Couldn't find any information. So instead, I'll just offer my theory, which is... Turkeys look hilarious. They do. And because they're so weird looking, that's why we started calling people turkeys when they were being like silly or foolish.
0: Weird looking, weird sounding. Goofy. Like what is that noise? Yeah. Well, speaking of noise, I also thought
1: you might enjoy some turkey facts. (laughs) I would really enjoy
0: some turkey facts. Besides
1: just its name, here's some turkey facts. Okay. Lady Turks, female turkeys. They don't gobble. Only the boys gobble.
0: Yeah. She's also yeah. they're
1: called toms or gobblers to help you remember that only the boys do gobbles. Um female turkeys Ugh. purr like Ruby. Why? Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Did you listen to one of these? Have you have you Googled the the sound? I did. It
1: doesn't it sounds more like a purr than a gobble, but not like a cat purr. It's like it's okay. if you can imagine Picture a turkey and then like its vocal abilities, and then try to imagine it in, impersonating a cat. That's the kind of purring it's doing. You know,
0: it would, it would like really be easier if you just made the sound for everyone it's, to hear. It's like
1: a, like, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like it's got like that kind
1: of thing. Like maybe you like it. Yeah. You can, you can get to the place where you think purring is the right way to describe it, but it's not okay, like a okay. purr, but it's yeah. not. Um, okay. Next fact, you're welcome, is that, um, <laughs> all U.S. states have wild turkeys except Alaska.
0: That's right. Yeah, I was just going to say Alaska would be tough. Yeah. And we know That'd they're here. Toughie. They live on this island. So we've seen them in Hawaii. We've seen yeah. Them. Um, and then like more here than anywhere else actually is where I've seen the turkeys. Yeah. Cause they
1: just like, well, and the, part of that I think is just the Hawaiian vibe of like everything thrives and nothing knows any borders. There's no predators. There's, yeah. They're yeah. just hanging out.
0: Mostly on golf courses.
1: Yeah. They really love golf courses in tourist areas because they get fed, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess. Other things about turkeys is store-bought turkeys, they can't fly mostly because they're bred to have like super large breasts because we eat so many of them here. Yeah. But wild turkeys can soar for over one mile. That's how far they can fly in one shot. And- No way. They can run up to 12 miles an hour.
0: 12 miles an hour? They're basically
1: like short emu. Oh, that really gives me a totally new perspective on turkeys. Yep. Yep. And then this is more just a PSA because Turkey Day is coming up for those in America or wherever. Celebrate. You don't need to be in America to celebrate. Yeah, eat a turkey. Eat a turkey. Um, All the the (coughs) firemen want you to know that like deep frying a turkey, while delicious when done properly – uh, there's a lot of incidents of um exploding turkeys where they, like, oh, no. get launched out of the deep fryer, fully on fire, wait, 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 covered wait, in oil, wait, wait, and then they land, what? like, on the roof of a house and set it on fire. This is, like, a real thing. <gasps> due to,
0: yeah. Wait a minute. Like, due to just, like, improperly deep frying? It, yeah. Or, like... Mm-hmm. What do you think causes it? Like, is it because the turkey was, like, too frozen still? I mean,
1: I think we should speculate for at least 30 seconds right now. My, At least. I've been around, especially in Texas, around some deep-fried turkeys for Thanksgiving. And the main things I believe people misunderstand is the... Um, boiling point or like smoke point for oil changes based on the type of oil that you're using. And I don't think people often um, understand like if I'm using peanut oil or if I'm using olive oil, the temperature I'm heating it to is vastly different. So my guess is that people are using oil interchangeably and then setting the smoke point at the wrong one. And that's why you have oh my God. flaming oil where if you if it's just a vat of oil, like kind of like if you've ever microwaved a cup of water in, you pull it out, it's actually boiling even if you don't see air bubbles because the, the, yeah. the liquid hasn't been disturbed, which is what causes the bubbles to be released. So vat of heated oil sitting there undisturbed for a long time. It might actually be, it's a smoke Maybe point. Hotter but guess what happens when you think, drop yeah. a 15, 20 pound turkey in it?
0: Major disrupt, oh my gosh. explode. That's my guess. That's my guess. That's. A great scientifically based guess about this national lampoon shit of exploding, flaming,
1: exploded turkeys, flaming
0: turkeys, exploding onto the roof and setting right on fire fire on
1: a fire or their bodies. I think more often people get mad, mad burns and and like fire
0: injuries. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's like probably second only to fireworks injuries. As far as frequency. Setting things on fire. Yeah, Yeah, like like home holiday related heat injuries. Yeah. I
1: wonder fireworks and and you know what what I think think is probably scoot it right in the middle. I think I think I bet well actually I bet number (laughs) one is oops, I left the Christmas tree in the living room too long. It just turned into kindling and got set it on fire.
0: Yeah, I do think that happens. And like electrical fires and stuff. But yeah. I just mean, but yeah, like holiday related. Yeah, probably Christmas trees are right in the middle. You're totally right. right.
1: Um, so PSA, y'all, if you're deep frying a turkey, just do or, some research about your
0: oil temps. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Go ahead. How often do you think holiday related candles set things on fire on people's houses? Too? Enough that
1: you're not supposed to bring a candle to a hotel room.
0: That's true. Do I do it? Yeah, I'm, I do. I'm thinking of doing Advent candles this year. Have you ever done them before? No, we need like three purple and one pink and a white one, and I'm gonna make us like an Advent brief and do Advent. Candles. I
1: didn't know what any of that was until you made Advent calendars the um for Christmas presents yeah. for people and got me like into it. So I would love to do it just to learn Maybe? what they what that is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe I'll, I mean, I don't want to like give away my hot tops in advance, but maybe on our next schmod, I'll like hot top the advent okay. stuff and we can talk about the symbolism because like different candles stand for like joy and peace and whatever. And we can, we can talk about that. That'd be cool. I, I am excited. I can't wait. Um, cool. well that's that's that that's that's a very very hot thank top. you Your turkey turkey top was a real it's kind of
1: like the 11 11 i was like there's a lot of turkey talk happening it's really coalescing yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well you know how i like it when our topics relate and so i'm gonna reach a little okay. and try to make yours relate yeah, to really round mine, up let's do it which is yeah which is that um My, yours relates to like the murdering of turkeys and mine relates to the murdering of human beings. And then they're both murder related. Eating them or, or no, no, there's no cannibalism in this one. I don't think, but you know, when I was traveling, I listened to a lot of my favorite podcasts and one of my very faves is the one you introduced me to my favorite murder. It's so good. Yeah. And so I love it. I binge it. I can't fall asleep to it is the only thing. Cause I think it's subconsciously, like, even though I'm not personally scared, I think the podcast like enters my subconscious and makes me think about murder in Mm -hmm. my sleep, which is not restful. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, they always ask on that podcast, if nobody's listened to it before, it's these two hilarious comedians talking about, they both just like research a murder and share it with each other. And then they also do these like mini sodes where they ask people to submit hometown murders, like a murder that happened in their own community or that they know about. And I have a hometown (gasps) murder that I would like to share. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So I like vaguely remember growing up that there was this big discovery of a whole bunch of dead bodies in barrels in someone's garage. <gasps> and like one of my good friends, his dad was a police officer who was involved in like discovering and, and like removing those barrels of dead bodies. Oh. And so I just have this like vague memory of that. And couldn't remember any of the details about like who the murderer was. So I researched it and you're going to get some good Wikipedia from me today. You ready? Oh my God. I am riveted. Let's do it. Okay. Play it on me. Okay. So the murderer's name is John Edward Robinson. He's an American serial killer, con man, embezzler, kidnapper, and forger who was (laughs) spoiler alert, found guilty in 2003 For three murders committed in and around Kansas City, Kansas, my home turf. He's also known as the internet's first serial killer because he found a lot of his victims on online chat rooms. Oh no. Yes, ma'am. AIM. Okay. So John Edward Robinson got an early start that didn't involve murder. It was mostly a bunch of fraud and some probation shit. So take it back. 1969. He's doing a bunch of embezzling. He was like a forged credential radiographer who like embe- embezzled from for medical practices, gets sentenced to probation, then gets like arrested again in 1971 for embezzling more. Like he had to do more probation. 1975, they're like, You gotta do more probation because he got He's arrested still for security. Doing crime. For- right. He just keeps doing All crimes. His crimes. Yeah. Securities fraud, mail fraud. He's doing, like, phony medical consulting, whatever. But, like, to his community, besides all the fraud and stuff, he seemed like a good guy. Mm. He's just, like... He's affable. Rant... Yeah, I think so. And he was like married and he was a scout master. He was a baseball coach. He taught Sunday school. Of course, of he course, did. that
1: makes it all the creepier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In
0: 1977, which is like many years into all of these probations and frauds, he gets named to the board of directors of a local charitable organization. Mm-hmm. And then he forged letters from the executive director <sighs> of that charity to the mayor of Kansas City. And from the mayor to civic leaders to name him the man of the year for this Did that organization. Work? <laughs> yeah, it worked. He got named the man of the year and then hosted an awards luncheon in his honor. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so obviously narcissist or psychopath or something. So yeah. He finishes all, this is two years after he was man of the year. He finally finishes his probation in 1979 and then gets arrested again for more embezzlement and check forgery. So basically he still really sucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But at this point, no murders. So the murders get started. Before you, ready? you start
1: the murders, I want to just insert one more yes. thing that's not important, but I can, I got to say it to get it out of my head. So I can fully listen to the murders. When you first listed off like all the stats about him at the very beginning where you're like, he's a serial killer. He's a frauder. He's an embezzler. I thought you ended with and he's a forager as in like finds food, not <laughs> forger. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there is like, even though there's like all this bad stuff, I was like, he finds mushrooms. Oh, but he like forages Maybe that's For going to be food. part of the story. Environmentalism. Anyway, no. no, forger. All bad. No, ma'am. Forge
0: he does forging. Ugh Okay. Yeah. Now I'm now I can okay. now I'm, I'm ready here. for murders. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of oh, them. Oh God. And they start in the year of my birth, nineteen eighty four. Okay. Do you think it's related? So probably that's what I'm telling you. This is my hometown murder, man. Okay,
1: okay. lay it on me.
0: So John Edwards Robinson, nineteen eighty four, he hires this nineteen year old sweet little baby named Paula Godfrey to work as a sales representative for like fake company that he's like forging stuff at. Mm -hmm. Um, she told her friends and family that her, her boss Robinson was sending her away for training, but then like her parents didn't hear from her for a long time. So they filed a missing persons report. The police came to question him. He's like, Oh, I don't know where she is. Then her parents, several days later, they get a typewritten letter with their daughter's signature at the bottom thanking Robinson for his help asserting that she's okay and that she does not want to see her family anymore so since she was technically legal age and they had this letter the investigation is terminated there's like there's no evidence of wrongdoing. and nobody has ever found a trace of this woman by the way we're like assuming she got murdered because but you don't we now but know nobody that this knows. guy was a murderer yeah. but yeah oh my gosh So then one year later, 1985, he's got this fake name he's using, John Osborne, and he also meets a sweet, sweet, sweet baby named Lisa Stasi, who has a four-month-old daughter named Tiffany, and they're living at a women's shelter in Kansas City, and he's like, I'll give you a job in Chicago, I'll give you an apartment, I'll get you daycare for your baby. um, you just need to sign all these sheets of blank stationery.
1: Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
0: So then he contacts his brother and his sister-in-law who had been trying to adopt a baby and hadn't been able to adopt them. And he's like, hey, guys, I know a baby whose mom committed suicide. (sighs) If you give me $5,500 for legal fees, I'll get you this baby to adopt. And he gave away this lady's baby. And said he like had authentic appearing adoption papers, forged all these signatures of lawyers and judges. Nobody knows what happened to the mom, Lisa. She's gone. But they did use DNA evidence to prove later that the baby was really for sure Tiffany. Oh no. Ugh. I know, right? Wow. Messed up. Yeah. Okay. Two, two years later, 1987, another sweet lady named Catherine Clampett, she's 27. She lives her leaves her kids with her parents in Wichita Falls, Texas. She moves to Kansas City to find employment. Robertson hires her, promises her extensive travel, a new wardrobe. She vanishes. She has still a missing persons case open. Mm. Okay, so that's probably 3 murders from like 84 to 87. Then there's no murders for 6 years cuz he gets incarcerated. Mm. Thank you so Can't much. Can't do his murders. Yeah. yeah. Fraud, 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 so much fraud. He gets convicted. He gets incarcerated in Kansas and then in Missouri. He's got parole violations. Cool. But while he's in jail, he is like, I got to prep for my next murders. So he meets this 49-year-old named Beverly Bonner. She's the prison librarian. And after he gets out of prison, she leaves her husband, who is a prison doctor, And moves to Kansas to work for this guy that she met in prison. Okay. Wow. So Robinson arranges for Sweet Beverly's alimony checks to be forwarded to his post office box and her family never hears from her again.
1: Now, here, let me ask this question. Do you think that she got digmatized and then, like, did all those things willingly to move in with him? Or do you think he murdered her and then just told this story about her moving in with him?
0: No, I think he, I think she was digmatized. Yeah. I mean, like she, he must've been like a really good sociopath because how did he convince that? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't get her alimony checks forwarded. Like she did She did. had yeah. to arrange for that. Yeah. yeah. And he kept getting her alimony checks for like years after she disappeared. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So now remember though, this is like 1993 and um, this guy's known as the internet's first murderer. And we don't have and the internet yet. Yeah. We don't have the internet yet. Now it's time for the internet. Okay. okay. So then he discovers the internet. He gets onto online chat rooms and he start, he uses the, um, screen name slave master and is like entering all the BDSM chats oh. and looking for people who, for women who want to be submissive. And he like meets the sweet lady named Sheila and Sheila has a 15 year old daughter named Debbie. Um, who's in a wheelchair because she has spina bifida. He pretends to be a wealthy businessman and philanthropist and offers to pay for sweet Debbie's medical expenses and to give Sheila a job. So in 1994, they move to Kansas City to be near this wealthy businessman that they met in their BDSM chat room. Mm-hmm. And instead, they immediately disappear and he cashes her pension checks for seven years. Oh. While also doing Beverly's alimony. It sucks. Ugh. Anyway, he, like, keeps using BDSM chat rooms. He's, like, offering people jobs. He, like, immigrant people that he, like, takes advantage of. He's still married to this other lady, by the way. He, like, gets engaged to people that he meets on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, people disappear. Uh, he has this one lady that he, like convinces to sign a like submissive contract with him for bdsm stuff oh. giving him total control over everything including her bank accounts and then she disappears which makes me so sad because like bdsm is like the legit thing that many people are into and people like this loser make it all seem like really sketchy and uncomfortable and now, who's and the so what's
1: sad. the pen name for the 50 shades of gray e e l i don't know Oh man. No, know. Future correct corrects, be corrects yeah. for the future. But similar <laughs> just like messes up like what what it actually is like. It's like a, as if a person who doesn't yeah. understand it starts like trying to educate you yes. on it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. When it's like actually meant to be a, an extremely safe environment mm-hmm. for people to explore control and lack of control with people that they can trust yeah. and who are like held accountable to them. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, so that sex slave disappears. Nobody ever knows what happens oh, to her. So sad. But guess what? He got busted big time. He got busted. He starts getting careless. By your friend's dad? Right? Um, that's
1: what I'm. I'm waiting for when he enters
0: the story. No, okay. my friend's dad. I think was like just one of the cops called to like help clear the scene or whatever. Okay. But anyway, 1999. The cops are like. So many missing persons reports include this guy, Robinson, mm-hmm. we're like always interviewing him about missing people. And he always has a good excuse. But like, it's pretty sketch that he's always included. Right. It's really because like how
1: many missing people yeah. could a normal person interact with? It's like maybe a couple, not not like a yeah. dozen.
0: So I don't have this, all the details on this, but this is interesting. In June, 2000, a woman files a sexual battery complaint against him and another woman charges him with stealing her sex toys. Hmm. I would love to know more about how that happened, but that's all that Wikipedia that's is That's all we telling. have. Yeah. So he gets arrested for battery and selling sex toys. <laughs> yeah. So because of these, um, because of the theft of the sex toys, the authorities are allowed. They get probable cause, to and they search get search warrants, and they get to for search for more stolen the farm sex toys that he's living on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they find the decaying bodies of two women in two eighty-five-pound chemical drums oh, no. on his farm. Okay. Oh no. So then, cross the state line from Kansas to Missouri. They're like, we also get to search your. Garages that you've been renting, and they find three chemical drums with corpses of other people that he killed. Um, all five women were killed in the same way by one or more blows to the head with a blunt instrument. Dude gets two death sentences. Thank you so much. In 2003. But then in 2005, he admits responsibility for five other homicides in Missouri as part of a plea bargain. Uh So then he gets just like multiple life sentences without the possibility of parole so that he doesn't get like a bunch of death sentences. Okay. but they think that there's like probably a bunch more victims that never got discovered.
1: So a couple of questions do. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody to like use this information in order to do their own like murder people in a barrel just make that clear if you are
0: listening to this because you're curious about how to do your own murder these are not tips for you it's not for
1: you that's just a quick clarification do we know what kind of acid it was is it sulfuric acid okay just curious that's just
0: no i feel like breaking bad probably also
1: taught me this i'll just watch that episode again
0: And Dahmer, man, like I think all these people did acid in a barrel. It's brilliant, and also it can make the bathtub in your upstairs bathroom just sink into the floor. Absolutely, don't use
1: porcelain. If you
0: watch Breaking Bad, you know that. Don't do that.
1: And then my next question was: Is he still
0: alive? That's a great question, and I believe so because because I don't have a death date for him, and because Mm. this was just two thousand five. Yeah. That he right and he was like so yeah he's like
1: probably born in the what fifties just given he started doing stuff in the seventies you know
0: I'm pretty sure this shit was included in the Wikipedia but I deleted Not impor- it when yeah I was you didn't know notes, I was gonna ask these questions but yeah yeah but his like first big arrest was 1969 so I think he's probably mid to late sixties on the young side age. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he could have just been dead already, but he didn't get death penalty. I don't know. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm mostly curious because, um, well, I, I hope he dies, you know, hope he,
0: I just really hope that whatever prison librarian is serving him, that she like doesn't fall for his tricks. You know what
1: I hope? I hope she, she, I hope there's a situation where he gets to request any kind of book that he wants. And then I hope that she takes all the pages out of the book and gives him just like an empty book every single time. Yeah, every <laughs> single time and that he keeps requesting it thinking that maybe eventually this time yeah. he'll get his Calvin and Hobbes but she denies him that's what I hope that's hell yeah. by the way that's what hell is like
0: that's that's gotta be it <laughs> reminds me of when I used to volunteer for that books to prisons um organization yep. Where they like legit just like receive requests from incarcerated people for, for books and yeah. you like go through all their donated books and try to fulfill their request as best you can. And so interesting what kind of books people would request. And there were all these rules about what you could and could not actually send mm-hmm. to prisons. So like it couldn't include any actual maps of like any geographical Like even area. Narnia,
1: right? Like even fake places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah no maps. <laughs> Um, Most prisons wouldn't accept hardcover. Only certain states would allow it. There couldn't be any sort of like water stains of any kind because it could be like liquefied drugs or something. So crazy. So interesting. Yeah. No, no, they couldn't have any nudity, including we heard stories about um, Christmas calendars being rejected by the prison because it had a naked baby Jesus in the manger. Amazing. (laughs) yeah very restrictive prison libraries and like books for prisoners is another interesting topic we could talk more about yeah
1: and also encourage people to like look into that in their local communities if they have books they want to get rid of or donate
0: yeah 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 if you're looking to donate books see if there's a local organization um super i think it's a super super important thing to do like most of our prison industrial complex is treating people like total shit including we know that our prisons have Innocent people or people mm-hmm. that are super overcharged, not everybody, but even the guilty ones, like if we want prison to be rehabilitative at all, yeah. it would be great for people to have more reading materials at least. So, Yeah.
1: And also if it's a serial killer, it's okay that they don't get their book request fulfilled.
0: Or maybe we just send it to them through the books to prison projects instead of having this poor librarian in there who got fully duped and murdered. I know. What an amazing
1: hometown murder story.
0: It's good, right? I'm so glad you shared
1: that. And thank you.
0: um,
1: Yeah, a little difficult to tie it to the turkey top, but you did it. No, it's
0: all about murder. No, you did great, though. Thank you. Yeah, you did great.
1: What I think was similar, though, is that both were extremely um, unexpected. And I really, I really, like, you took me on a journey and I really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what also has been really awesome while we were talking about these difficult topics like murder and turkeys? (laughs) So difficult. Yeah. As in our sweet cat, Ruby has been laying next to me the whole time. Just so sweetly, like not bothering me at all. Just napping. Yeah. And I love her so
1: much. That's the, that's, that's, that's all all that is. Just, she's being cute. Is she basking in the sun right now? I can't see her.
0: No. She's avoided the sun. She's just sitting right next to me being cute. I love that.
1: Maybe you'll text me a picture of of that later just for me to enjoy. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Well, that's it. That's our connects and corrects and our hot tops. And so we've got kind of a quickie for our outro. We've got death deck. Did you pull a death deck or do you want me to? I just pulled one for both of us. Let's do that.
1: That sounds good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, let's talk about death, baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me.
1: Let's talk about all, all right. the stuff we want to happen when we die. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: This is a multiple choicer, and we both get to answer it, and it's perfect because I totally pulled this randomly, and it is about us. Are you ready? Yes. I think about my spouse or significant other dying tragically, A every time they're late and don't report in B once in a while when they're on long road or plane trips C only when they do things to annoy me.
1: Um, it's for me, it's D hidden choice (laughs) only when I'm, um, thinking about our like retirement planning and like long-term care stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, logistical.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah,
0: practical.
1: I don't think a lot about you expiring and like a like the way all those choices yeah. came down felt like a fear thing. I don't Yeah, I don't I I think about you like your phone dying and and like or like you getting like stranded on the side of the road like inconvenience stuff when you're traveling or we're yeah. not together, but not even even that's not like a fear thing. Yeah.
0: Should I, I thought about it last night for like five seconds when, um, I was waiting for you to pick me up at the airport and I called your phone and it went straight to voicemail. Yeah. Did you
1: think I was dead? I was like,
0: well, I was like, what if she's in a car accident or something? I won't know. It'll be really hard. I was about to call our neighbors and be like, can you go check in on Rebecca? Yeah.
1: But did yeah. you actually mostly think I just slept like overslept because it was yes. so late? Yeah. Yes.
0: I just started being like, Oh, what do I do? Like, I'll just like Uber home, but like first, I also need someone to go make sure she's okay. That's nice. Yeah. It wouldn't
1: have occurred to but me about- if you were dead. I would have, I would have just Ubered my way yeah. home thinking you were asleep and found you dead. So I need to. You wouldn't have asked anyone to come check? I'm trying, I'm thinking about it. And I, I think I would just the most like, probable answer would be that you were sleeping because it was so late so I wouldn't I wouldn't have done a wellness check especially if I was gonna be home in the next hour
0: well I think partly I would have called the neighbors because like they could come see if your car was here yeah and if your car was here it meant like you're home and you're just I need to just could still be dead if your car was gone maybe I need to wait at the airport oh I see gotcha
1: yeah well okay so I answered the question with option d hidden choice what's your answer yeah
0: My, mine's also option D hidden choice. And like, when I think about you dying, I guess, like I mostly, am like, I picture both of us being like old, but not like so old that we're like in, we still look good. Right. Like Definitely. A comfortable old. (laughs) We definitely look good. We're totally with it. And we're laying in like side by side twin beds with like amazing quilts and we're just like holding hands and, and like going into the great unknown. Oh, and you know what, you know what we have on
1: is our sequins newsies.
0: Sequence snoozies on our feet, the best little house slippers in the world, and, like, some kind of fabulous moo-moo, but plenty of quilts to stay warm. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we're just, like, listening to our, like, death playlist. Oh, yeah. Waiting to go We're, like, picking
1: the worst options for each other and cackling about it.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Well, that's beautiful. I hope that happens for us. I
0: hope so, too. Yeah. (laughs) But. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know if other people listening to this, if you think about your spouse or significant other dying tragically, I guess that's the key word here. It does say dying tragically. Yeah. I don't really think about you dying tragically. I don't either.
1: And this kind of goes back to like a little bit of my outlook and philosophy on life that like even though we were definitely socialized and raised to like be afraid of parking garages at night as women and like carry the keys between our fingers, all that at some point I just decided I was just going to let go of those things that I can't control because it just created like yeah. anxiety. And um, I think I like worked on it enough that that like I'm pretty good at just not worrying about stuff that's totally out of my control. Because yeah. if you die tragically, Do you think we're supposed it will to worry
0: about it. Ah, uh, what? Do you think we're supposed to be worrying about it? I think people,
1: I think people have these kinds of like fears. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of similar to the like, um, fear of the unknown. I like a nightlight on because I, you know, don't afraid of the dark kind of stuff. Like, Uh I think I just sort of being afraid of somebody dying tragically, I think is like probably a pretty common fear. And I just, it will destroy me. And so why should I spend my energy? in advance of the thing that's not a hundred percent definitely happening being sad yeah. or worried um because like future rebecca's gonna have to just deal so let her deal well, with that. well i think
0: there's <clears throat> i think there's something to be said though for like addressing our fears like addressing potential tragedies might help us like cope with them better mm-hmm. When they happen, but there's a balance between like stressing about it and letting it like dictate your life and just like allowing yourself to imagine it and thinking about how you would handle it if it happens.
1: And I think that's why I do it in option D where when I'm sitting down planning things, that's when I'm like, and if Rachel tragically dies, how does that impact the plan?
0: (laughs) I would also say like, I definitely, I don't think about myself tragically dying Mm -mm. often But I do think about myself tragically dying more than I think about you tragically dying Oh, because I'm worried I'll like do something really stupid or be, I don't want there to be like loose ends. Like when my plane has turbulence, I do wonder for a minute what it would be like if it goes down and I'm like, Oh, what's the last thing I said to my loved ones? Mm. And like, I hope they know that I loved them or like, Oh fuck. I didn't update my will very recently or whatever.
1: Yeah. So you like, you feel bad
0: <laughs> in this <spine. laughs> fight. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I'm like, I really hope this isn't it because well, that's, that's going to suck for Rebecca.
1: You know what? That's that actually we should end it with a couple minutes just talking about if, if I die tragically and in, in some kind of like, you know what? No matter how it happens, plane goes down. I like step on a rake and can cause myself to death. Like whatever the thing is, <laughs> if I just, would love it so much if you could work on making that a hilarious story that you tell because if I'm dying tragically the I, I guess that would mean you also have hopefully many more decades to live your life and so I hope mm. it's in such a way that you can like turn it into a hilarious like dinner party story
0: I don't know if it would be hilarious well, that's but I could probably work make it on a dinner it, story like work on it yeah okay, okay 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 Start preparing for how to make your tragic death
1: And if there is any sort of embarrassing aspect or, like, I should have updated my will before and I didn't, like, honor my ghost by not airing that dirty laundry to all of our loved ones. Just, like, skip that part in the hilarious storytelling. Okay.
0: You don't want to be embarrassed in the afterlife.
1: Yeah. I mean, I won't care, but, like – I I think for you, so that people don't think you partnered with somebody okay. that was like so embarrassing that they like oh that's ranked themselves yeah. to death, you know. That's a good
0: point. I really gotta hope no. <laughs> that's that how it's I go. It will be funny, and I'm gonna listen back to this episode and just laugh, like,
1: and, laugh She's, and laugh. I'm such a witch. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the other day. That like, wouldn't it be so funny? But like, not funny, but ultimately funny. If I end up like drowning in the ocean or getting like shark attack, shark attack to death, because it is like something I love I've so so much. so much, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would be beautiful, and it'd be really beautiful. It would be
0: beautiful, like yeah, that's just. And then instead of getting, oh, I I want to get a, a Rebecca tattoo. But I think it's going to be a manta ray mm. with monarch butterfly <sighs> markings on it. Cause it like combines both mm. of your amakuas
1: for me. I like that too because of the like transformation
0: yes. symbolism. And ocean. Uh-huh. And yeah. But if you get eaten by a shark, I probably have to get the shark one.
1: Well. Or just like have the, the magic manta butterfly is like holding hands with the shark and the shark is more like a Sherpa into the afterworld, afterlife. Like, a shark Sherpa. Yeah, shark Sherpa took me across the river Styx just to really make it like a super inclusive story. Yeah. Um, I, Honestly, now I'm kind of like into that. So that's, that's, okay. Let's hope that's, that's second choice Dad. I hope that's how you go. Well, first, twin, yeah. twin beds, listening to death songs with snoozies on is yes, number one. That's number that's one. Number one. That's- and the number Great. two okay. is a shark Sherpa's me across the river sticks and I, yeah. my spirit turns into a manta.
0: Yeah. Yep. I was going to say that on our next episode, <laughs> our outro gimmick should be that we, say our top ways to die but i think we already nailed it down like that's already solved
1: well for me i i still want to know your number two way to die so maybe that's what you can regale me with later maybe that's a hot top oh yeah, yeah i don't know my number two okay i'll figure that out
0: yeah. okay well this has been schmodcast um episode 11 spat single parents alone, together together <laughs> yeah Ah, oh,
1: um, what a fabulous episode thank you for cruise directing it was really
0: good I'm so shocked that my voice lasted this whole episode. I can't wait to hear the recording and see if it actually comes through. Almost
1: sounds normal right now too, actually.
0: (sighs) Well, not amazing.
1: We lost it on that noise, but up until then, it was so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, until next time.